you're listening to the Created Fab Podcast with the one and only, one and only, Fabiola. This season series is on the adventures and struggles of being a believer because it can be real out here on these streets. Hello, 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 everybody. It is me, Fabiola, and welcome to another episode um, from the Creative Fabs. Um, why do I keep forgetting this podcast series name? I shouldn't because I'm the one who came up with the name, but it's basically the adventures <laughs> and struggles. <laughs> the adventures and struggles of a believer. I have a dear friend of mine and she has <laughs> I can't even say if she decided to join me. I kind of hijacked her. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest with you, I completely hijacked her into doing this podcast with me. She actually called me to tell me this story. And as she was telling me this story, I said, wait, stop it. Stop. We need <laughs> to go ahead and record this because this is a good subject matter. And the subject matter for today is all about expectancies people's uh how did i say it carmel uh oh sorry excuse me Marie, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh something about um how did i say it people's put people putting their expect their expectations on you right so anyway my guest host for today for this episode is let me let you introduce yourself because i know how i know her but i'm gonna let her introduce herself <laughs> want the people to know you guys go ahead sweetie go ahead tell them my name is marie mm-hmm. marie flanagan one of fabiola's high school friends from way back in the day way back in the day honey <laughs> way back in the day <laughs> but um yeah we're always having these deep reflective in-depth conversations yes. so he decided to make it into a podcast so I think it'll be cool. Yes, yes. So um, when I tell you this is facts, that's 100% facts because me and her could literally be on the phone for like, Jesus, two to four hours and just talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like deeply reflective and inflective conversations. But anyway, so today she actually called me. It was for a reason. I'm going to let you tell this story, sweetie. You, you tell your story. Girl. <laughs> Man. Real Why life stuff. Went in on me because I told her to take down a picture of me and my ex-husband. Ex-husband, mind you. Now, I got a whole new husband. A whole new husband. But this girl refuses to take down my old ex-husband's picture of us when we were together. Mind you, I was about 20 pounds heavier. So, no, I do not like you having a fat picture of me. (laughs) Secondly... (laughs) Secondly, he's a whole nother husband. You know, like me and my um current husband went to visit her like a year ago. I walk in and this dude is up there with my face right next to him. And I'm like, you girl, you need to take that down. That's like real disrespectful right now. Naturally, who wouldn't feel that way? I got a whole nother husband. And he's looking at this dude up there with me and I felt, you know, some type of way. So I'm just like, out of respect, can you please take this down? Why did I say that for? Why? She read me the act. Okay, the whole Bible act, whichever Bible she reading act. And she was talking about how, you know, God gave you one husband and that's the one you had and you should have stayed with him and 
you know, pretty much she don't acknowledge my current husband because apparently, biblically, according to God, God don't acknowledge him either. On top of that, she was like, well, you know, God never gave any um, approval for divorce. I'm like, really? Really? What Bible are you reading? Couldn't let me get a word in. Kept going in, yelling, screaming. I'm like, honey, like, who is yelling right now? And who are you arguing with? Because it's not me. I'm real calm. I'm not even upset with you at this point. I'm just real disappointed that you couldn't, you know, hear me sister to sister. On top of it, sister girl ain't never had a boyfriend. No boyfriend. No, (laughs) no, any type of relationship. No husband. No anything. Straight up eunuch. I've never met many eunuchs. Bro, she said, she said, she said eunuch. Oh. I've never met many eunuchs. I think in my whole 36 years, she was the first. And uh, there was one other, I think. So I'm just like, you don't even know what I'm talking about right now. You, you have no grid for what I'm talking about when I say that's highly disrespectful. It's disrespectful to me. You got somebody up there all hunched up with me who, you like, really disrespected me on so many different levels. You know what I mean? And then on top of it, you want to disrespect my current husband who does love me properly. Like, what is wrong right. with you? What kind of brain damage you got going on that you don't think that's a problem? I was hot. <laughs> you know, but I kept my cool because she wants to talk about, you know, how Christian she is. That's another topic. Mm. Like, how Christian you are, whatever. You couldn't show no humility. You couldn't show me no respect. You couldn't show me no understanding. You couldn't show me no love. No understanding. Like, nothing. Like, you had nothing for me as a sister or as a so-called fellow believer. So mm. I asked, which Jesus are you serving here? Mm. The other Jesus? That's mm. not in the Bible? Or are you just reading a whole nother Bible altogether? Mm. Like, she came at me real prideful, real disrespectful, real nasty, really. And I'm like, where's your fruit of the spirit at, sister, mm. in Christ? Mm. But... I felt that. Girl... And there's many like her. Many of course there is. Many like her who are deep in religion, who think mm. they got it right. But meanwhile, you're using the Bible to slander people. Using the Bible as a straight-up weapon, really. Yes. The Bible's never really meant to be a weapon. But these people out here, they just be out here in their deep religion, covered in darkness, you know, in their perspectives. And they're using the Bible to slay you. Mm-hmm never to bring you in, never to love you with it, you know, never to build relationship. And the other thing that I noticed is that she was real argumentative when she realized I knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, when I told her that, you know, the Bible does mention, you know, the approval of divorce as it pertains to adultery. And, you know, in the Old Testament, it talked about God allowing it because the hardness of the hearts to, of the husbands, that they right? Wives, you know, and I'm just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. The problem is, you're so used to talking to people who don't know the Bible, mm-hmm. so somebody who actually know what they're talking about, you don't know right. what to do. At right. that point, she ain't had no scripture no more. She was just yep. like, I don't care, I don't care, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter. 
All I know is that God gave you one husband. No, what happened? What happened to all the scriptures you were throwing at me? You ain't know I knew some too. And that's the problem. It's never a discussion no more. I'm like, it's, it was so unnecessary for it to turn into war. Like, what are you being? I thought the Bible was the truth. Why, why are we being defensive? If you say you know the Bible that I know, then we should be able to have a grown up conversation. And if one of us happens to not know it like you think we do, okay, that's our opportunity for growth. Right. But to come off like you're being attacked and then you start lashing out, no, you're of the wrong spirit. Yeah, right. So I had to politely excuse myself. Praise the Lord. Politely excuse myself. I was like, I'm speaking, no. This whole conversation at this point is just ignorant. <laughs> it's just ignorant. You're not even fighting with with adequate enough tools. You're just coming at me with your pride and with your offense and you don't know what you're talking about. So I'm gonna just excuse myself. You see, now I think that's that's the problem, right? And that's a well, even in how you handle the situation, and I think you did right definitely by, you know, doing it with love as much as you possibly can, ignoring the foolery and the buffoonery that was going on. And just get to the point where it's just like, listen, I'm not giving you scripture. You know, I've done said what I had to say, and it's time for me to just let it go and just walk away. Because the reality is this, you can, um, I, I learned this a, a, a while ago, like, I, it just gets to the point, where it's like, I'm gonna stop talking, because whatever I say, you ain't trying to hear what I have to say, because in, in your mind, I'm, in, I'm completely wrong, and you're right. So what's the point of exactly. even sitting there trying to do all of that? Like, I'm literally wasting my breath. You're so hard-hearted. You're so hard-headed. You're not receiving anything, you know? And that's the reason why I said when I, when I came up with the name of the show, and, you know, at some point I'm actually going to remember the name of the show, and it's going to be easy to come off my, uh, you know, roll off my tongue, but the real adventures and struggles of a believer, I'm not talking about Christians. I'm talking about a believer. Because oftentimes, you know, we get so caught up in religion that you don't make no stinking sense. Cut the freaking madness out. The, the expectations and the, 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 these, like, these, these, expect, these false expectations and these um, overbearing expectations and this, uh, this judgment that we place upon people, for what though? Like, God doesn't even do that. So who the heck are you? Right. Your flawed self have the audacity, the mitigating gall to sit here and put that on me, you know? Like, okay, now this is the thing with me and Marie, right? <laughs> Our lives, you have to understand, like, this right here, this is the homie, all right? Like, me and her, our lives, like, for the most, like, it, 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 it mirrors each other in such an amazing way, which is, is crazy. It really, really does. Like, it mirrors each other in a very interesting way. But we got, we went to high school together, we got, we were pregnant, I think, God, how old were we? We're 18. Right. We got pregnant and we got married at the age of 18. One thing that, we, and it's so crazy, even in the way, and one thing about us too, we always love the Lord. They didn't always make the right decisions, but we always love the Lord. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, so when we got married, um, I mean, when it was time for us to get married, it's like, I don't know. I can't specifically attest to her, but I know for me, I felt extremely pressured in the situation because the fact that I was a Christian and I was going to a church all the time. And it was like this intense pressure from my family and from my ex-husband's family where it was just like, oh, you have to get married because you're going to embarrass us in front of the church and this and that. But I knew the Lord told me, don't get married. You don't like, I, not, let me not say I, I heard him tell me. I just knew in my being, I didn't have to do that. I knew it despite 
the fact that I sinned, despite the fact that I messed up, I knew enough to know that God is going to take care of me and this baby. But I just like, I overlooked it and I went and I succumbed to the pressure that my, my, my family and his family was putting on us. And we found when we went ahead and we got, and we, um, we got, we got married, you know? And the thing is that nobody's in, the, nobody was in that marriage. Who was in your marriage? Who was in this suffering? <laughs> Who? <Fact>. Who? <laughs> That's the truth there. There was nobody there. Nobody knew what was going on because we kept our, we kept our business to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so all this adultery was happening, all this like, you know, the reckless talking, you know, and all this, all this, all this stuff, nobody knows. But then somebody's so quick to tell you, oh, God doesn't want divorce and blah, blah, blah. Right. Because which you shouldn't do. The thing is this, right? Like, let's, let's look at it and let's, let's step away from the religion and really break this down. Are you ready? Because I think it was me and you had this conversation the other day, right? I remember it was me and you, right? And when we're talking about marriage and what it is, it's like, listen, yeah, God does not like divorce, but at the same time, too, there's just certain things that's in place. Why did he create divorce? Because I could kill you. And God knows the hardness of our hearts. <laughs> it was me and you who was having this conversation the other I day. I can't even. It was us. It was us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, you know, God made that. There was that, I mean, I say God, but Moses said that rule was made because the hardness of people's hearts. And it's just like, instead of me getting so pissed off at you again, how about... I not kill you and let's go ahead and have this divorce because the way I'm feeling right now and it's hot and I'm boiling that is making me feel like I'm about to throw it at you because you done did what? Again? <laughs> Again. Exactly. Again. You understand know what I'm saying? Like let's 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 be real about this. And then somebody and then I hate people like that, like you never been married a day in your life and then you coming at me. Girl, not one together. boyfriend. Not one boyfriend. <laughs> Telling you what you should do with your life according to God. Then you had the nerve to say you talking on behalf of God. Get, Get your, your life. life. <laughs> Get, Get your life all the way. Get your life all the freaking way, please. <laughs> People, yo. People. Like, can, can we, can, can she please get her life and all the others just like her? And it's in there throwing <laughs> Bible in my face. And this is condemnation that comes along with that. You know what? People stay putting crosses on people, yo. Like, chill the heck out. Like, who are you? You know? Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I've had other Christians come up to me talking, you know, like, those were my friends and others. I let them know that I had a divorce. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, how could you do that? And they start, like, they start condemning you and shaming you. And it's just like, mm-hmm. wait, who are you again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because according to the word, it talks about like what God has put together, let no man, you know, separate. But what it comes down to is this, like, here's here's the question, okay? This is a revelation that God gave me when my time was up in my marriage, okay? And when he showed this to me. Did God put that together? Exactly. What are your thoughts on that, Marie? Basically, I mean, no one can really tell answer that for you. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people should just stay in their place. Stay mm-hmm. in your ever-loving place. <laughs> just stay in your place. You know, be a sounding board. Be a support mm. system. But don't be a critic. 
you can listen and you can support with your mouth shut. Like it's highly possible. You know what I mean? Especially if you call yourself talking to someone that you love. I mean, what, who in the world loves somebody, want them to leave that conversation feeling worse than how they got into it? You know what I mean? And on top of it, sister girl ain't even know what she was talking about. Like, <laughs> I can't. Right. The, the audacity, the hotspot, the hotspot. She gonna make me pull my big words out. <laughs> like, were you there when God told me not to marry this man right Heck, i told me not only not to marry him don't date him mm. <laughs> don't date him altogether. now me and my foolishness decided you know more than god you know you, you know a little I'm bit more than god huh got this lord i mean mm-hmm. you up there in the heavenlies like i'm the one guy lived down there all lonely right right god what you know <laughs> what you know god like, what you know about this loneliness, Lord? Like, you know, like, this loneliness, there's, like, booty calls to be had. Like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, because like, it feels good. Let's be real. Like, you know what like I mean? this guy needs. <laughs> Facts. I went, in my foolishness, decided to go ahead and do it anyway, because truth be told, <clears throat> I wasn't raised with my mother. You know, she sent me here to get a better life. And then my father, he out here getting his booty calls. Like, he was too busy to teach me that I was valuable, that I needed to be with somebody who knew how to treat me and respect me and so on and so forth. The things that fathers should teach their daughters, you know, was not done for me. So the first person that gave me attention, I'm like, great, great, you know long before you deal with your low self-esteem issues, the fact that you don't think you're pretty, the fact that you were taught that your dark skin is ugly, mm-hmm. you know, your short hair is ugly. Now you you got all these words festering in you. So Oh, oh yeah. wait, 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 wait. Can we press pause real quick on that? Press pause. Time mm-hmm. out, time out. Your dark oh, skin no, is so ugly. Listen, yes, but listen, <laughs> our dark skin is so ugly, but who's aging like fine wine on this time? Facts. Bro. <laughs> Because, like, for real, for real, the way me and you, the way we look, listen, look at our faces. This is real stuff. Me and her, like, 40 is knocking on our door. When I tell you, our stuff has not cracked ah, like, yes, at girl. all. My hair, be, my hair may be short and nappy, but you know what? But you know what? It's okay, because while y'all sitting here spending five hours on your hair, I don't do much time, and I still look fly. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I embrace my nappiness and this dark skin. Anyway, go back in. I'm sorry, I have to plug that in. So. <laughs> Truth there. But um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I was taught pretty much everything about me that makes me unique and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now right. everybody want a piece of chocolate. Right. Okay. <laughs> everybody want that chocolate. Nice. But back in the day in the nineties. <laughs> that was not the case. Not hip. At all. <laughs> it was not cool at all. So, you know, back then, you know, you got all those negative words swirling in your head, shaping your identity for you. And you have no one around to tell you otherwise. On a rare occasion, a teacher would tell me, you know, the black Mm -hmm. of the berry, the sweet of the juice, or I still didn't even know what that mean when she said that. I'm like, why are we talking about berries? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why are we talking about berries? I'm getting bullied here. Like, what are you talking about, lady? You know, but 
you know, when I got older, I was just like, oh, that's what she meant, you know, and all the things that come to you with growth and just with, you know, my relationship with God, where, you know, where God talks to you and tells you, this is who you are. Right. And you don't have to agree with these negative words. Well, I didn't have that back then. So, a, you know, a cute guy came up to me and I was like, sure, why not? Yep. You know, and that's, that's what didn't know when she whipped out her judgment book mm-hmm. <laughs> her judgment book of scriptures <laughs> that she uses to attack people with you know and she didn't know any of that so she was just like I don't care you had one husband you know like pretty much and I mean inadvertently saying the demise of that relationship was my fault yeah you know what I mean? And that's the problem when you open your mouth and you just go thought to mouth. You know, you're telling me that you're a believer, but I'm hearing no Holy Spirit in what you're saying. I'm hearing no God in what you're saying. I'm not even hearing any discernment in what you're saying. Because had you had some, you would have known what God told me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You had no clue what you were talking about. And you made judgments based on however you feel or whatever you think it's in the Bible. And on top of it, you know, where's your maturity level at? Because now I'm talking to you calmly and I'm sharing you, I'm sharing with you scripture also. But you don't want to hear my scriptures because my scriptures aren't valid because (laughs) they don't agree with what you're saying. You know what I mean? So then I ask you, which God are we serving? You're telling me it's the same, but it's clearly not. So then we can't walk together because now we're completely in disagreement. You know what I mean? A disagreement that wasn't really supposed to happen because if we call ourselves walking by the same faith, we should be able to reason together. Right. And there was no reasoning. There was plenty of pride, plenty of, you know, you know, her just feeling defensive, but there was no reasoning whatsoever. You see, but that's, you know? there's another part of that too. Like why, and this is something that I'm learning, especially as I get older and stuff and I'm just embracing completely. Why should I have to live by anybody's expectation? Why should I have to go by what your definition or what your gospel is? Oh, that's the right way to put it. Tell me about it. You know what I mean? Like why, for what? And then the reality is that that's not, if I go based off of, if I live my life based off of what you you want me to do or whomever or what society says and you know I have to live by this role I have to live by this by this expectation by this what this person says blah 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 then number one like I, I, what it all comes down to is this, I would be straight disrespecting God because I feel like that's another way of saying that those people are my God you know God created me to live my life the way that he called it to be you know according to what he says in the Bible you know and also what he created me for so and the thing is this, it shouldn't matter whether this person understands it or not. Because really and truly, like, that's a moot point. I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You know? And, I, you know, how, people, how do people say, like, all I got to do is be, um, be black and die. You know? But it's a little bit. <laughs> you know? But, you know, I could, let me add a little bit something in that. But, for, you know, for me being a black person, it's just like, all I got to do is just be black you know, love the Lord, live my life for him. And then die when the time come, does come and just make sure, you know, but it's like, it's, it's just, but it's just crazy. It, it really is that that's, that's the only thing. And I shouldn't, we shouldn't have to live according to other people's expectations. And there's times when I get so upset and it's just like, why, you know, why, why do I have to even explain anything to you for? Who are you? 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you? My ex-husband always says this all the time. He's like, yo, don't be worrying about all of that. And none of that, because and it's true, none of that stuff matters. None of nobody, nobody else's opinion even matters. Look how Jesus be look how he used to have um how he used to handle the Pharisees and the Sadducees. There were times he didn't even bother to even look up at them or even decide to even respond. And the time when he did finally say something, like he said it with like he was so intentional with what he said. Because some people it's like you don't, what you're saying is so stupid. It's so freaking stupid. You don't even dignify a response. You don't, you don't even, you don't even deserve a response to me. She sounds stupid as hell. <laughs> I don't know. What's the godly way of saying that, Karma? I mean, Marie. <laughs> Girl, I don't even know. You see, and that's the struggle with it because <laughs> as a, you see what I'm saying? And as a believer, it's like, you know, like, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes like this parts of me when I, cause I'm still growing and I think we all are. If I was to ever sit here and tell you at this point in my life that I've done figured it out, I'd be lying to you. Cause we all figuring it out because I mean, today might be a good day and I will act in love with you as you're coming at me with something stupid, but there might be another day where I might just like <laughs> lay you out. <laughs> Oh, right. I'm just, we're just being for we're, we're being, we're being, we're being, as Mike Todd says, we're being hot over here. We're being humble, open, and transparent. Like I'm being for like I, I I'm, I'm working, I'm working towards perfection, right? Like, you know, the godly type of perfection. I'm working towards it. However, there's times when I stumble and when somebody come out with, come out and you're sitting here and attacking me with something stupid. I know I might have to lay you out and really tell you about yourself because you sound dumb right now. You don't make no sense. But in Jesus' name, I could do as great as my friend Marie did. And that I will, you know, I'll do it in love. (laughs) The crazy part is that how heated people get about your life. Girl. (laughs) Like, you are you hot? (laughs) I'm the one who walked through it. I'm the one who had to walk through my life, still walking through my life, but you upset. What you upset about? Upset and condemning you. Like my dad told me. Upset he said to and me, condemning. You know, my father told me we had this conversation between him. It was me, him, and my brother. And we were talking about the whole divorce thing. And then my father was like, oh, you know, your kids are going to hate you. They're going to hate you for, divorce, um, for divorcing their dad. And I was just like, what? And I said, what are you talking about? And then he just got... He was just like, oh, I'm just, he's like, I'm telling you, this is just, this is what it is. You just better be nice to him and pray to God that he takes you back. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Wow. You know, and the crazier part about all of that was the fact, once again, people don't know what they're talking about. And I said to him and I, and I was like this and I said, Poppy, how you know that, um, I'm the one who left him. How do you know that he's not the one who left me? Exactly. No one ever asked. Nobody asked. Why? Because because why? Because I'm the more because I'm the more loud person. I'm the more vocal one. You just automatically assume that I, it was me. And who's to say that? You know who's to say that? Oh, anyway. But yeah, I'm gonna leave that right there, just in case my daddy <laughs> or my brother hears this one day. It's true though. Nobody asks. Nobody gets the facts. You know, and even and even then, you know what I mean, like. Like I said, it, it it's free. Like it costs you no money to be a support system. Mm. It costs you no money to respect me, to hear where I'm coming from, to catch some understanding. It it's it's free. 
You know what I mean? But people be so ready to go to war over nothing. Over nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then after you done got your blood pressure up, <laughs> went through this whole offense process, then what? You know, you put a wedge in between, you know, in between you and that person, possibly. And now your whole relationship all messed up because you didn't know how to not be hot-headed over mm. a situation that didn't really involve you, really. It was just a simple request. And I felt like I was in my right to request that. I mean, that's my face, my picture. Right. She's like, well, you gave it to me as a gift. I'm just like, seriously, we're going to do the gift thing. You don't see no moral issue with the fact that you got a whole nother person up there with my face on it with no care that my husband just walked through the door. That's you what know they, what I mean? Yeah, that's what they tell you. You know, you don't argue with the fool for that very reason. That's what your sister's a fool, but that's why you just don't do it. <laughs> the brain damage was real. I was just like, yeah, if you don't see what's wrong with that, I can't help you. I can't. I cannot help you. And arguing clearly is not going to help you perceive what I'm trying to say either. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe I was the crazy one, assuming that some, <laughs> assuming that a eunuch would understand. <laughs> you see, no, you're right. It was you. You were straight the problem. I had to take full responsibility for that foolish conversation. <laughs> let's stop that, okay? Let's 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 not let's not do that. <laughs> fact sometimes you just gotta look at things and be like you're crazy for yeah. having an expectation mm. that this would have went differently <laughs> you see you see that so it goes both ways doesn't it expectations. it goes both <laughs> ways doesn't it you're speaking to somebody who would actually get your point <laughs> now yes. you know now you know better don't you you could do better now you know <laughs> mm. That's good. Facts there. Sometimes we expect things, girl. We expect things. And then when crazy stuff like this happens, you'd be like, you know what? We done Mm -hmm. talked about these crazy expectations. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about these crazy expectations and you did it again. You expected someone to understand. Who could never understand. Who could never understand. You see, I think that's where it comes down to being that's where it comes down to being um, very intentional, right? Very intentional. And just like being led by the Holy Spirit. Cause I know sometimes like there's been time when I'm sitting here, like, like in the art or like in a conversation with somebody and I hear the Holy Spirit say like, why are you even engaging this kind of conversation with this person? Fact. Like what? Fact. That was the problem. I went to speak to her out of my request that right. I wanted because I felt some type of way about seeing Joker's face with mm-hmm. my face next to him. You know, and plus, you know, like I said, you know, I felt like it was just straight up disrespectful both of me and to my current husband, whom I yeah, love. Right. You know, so that was my preference. You know, sister to sister, can you please take that down? Oh, it had the nerve to come with an attitude with it too. Um, I don't know what to tell you, girl. <laughs> you see, but that's that's the other. You that's know the- how it is when they get to. Oh, I don't know what to tell you mm-hmm. with the head roll. You can just imagine her rolling her head over the phone. <laughs> rolling her neck on the phone I don't know tell you sis but you know come take it down you know what I mean she might as well have just said well you take it down if you bad (laughs) 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 
why you gotta come to that? Why you gotta come to all of that? Like all the attitude, just attitude. It was so unnecessary. We grown women. Like, can you please take it down? No, I'm not gonna take it down. Well, I guess you told me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just so unnecessary to go to war and then throw God in it, throw the Bible in it, throw the book at me because you just felt like doing your own thing. Okay, I, that just lets me know where you at and where we stand. Yeah, if you just saw that that was an opportunity for you to attack me. That says a lot more about you than it says about my request. But you know what it also makes me think of? It's just that, like, that was just more so the symptom and not truly the root of the problem. And it makes me wonder, like, if there was another there was another layer underneath there. You know, it was more like one of those, like, what you call it, like an iceberg situation where, you know, what you're, you're arguing or, you know, discussing the whole situation with the picture, but there was really something deeper in there. You know, oftentimes what I find is that like, especially when you're a Christian, you know, people think that that automatically equals like perfect or like you can't do no wrong, you know? And then so when they finally find something, that something that they can call you out on, Okay, I got it. But why? But what was the purpose behind that? Is that is that your you have do you have a whole other issue? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, so it's like I don't, I don't know what you felt. I mean, with my relationship with my sisters, I I can't say we've never gotten into an argument. I've never gotten into an argument with them. I just never reciprocated that. You know, I got sisters who cuss you out. I got sisters who don't forgive, and sisters who go in on you for absolutely nothing I just never first of all I'm the youngest so for a couple of years I never had the opportunity to just go pop off at the lips like that because right. I get my butt whooped so by the time I could no longer get my behind whooped I was I already moved out and I grew into the perspective that I don't have to deal with you acting a fool over my phone I'm all Amen. the way in my house on my phone on my line all I got to do is hang up. It's really that easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I give you an extra couple of minutes, it's because I actually want to work it out. You know, <laughs> people who I really don't care to give those extra couple of minutes to don't even get that much. Because <laughs> like I said, I'm in my house on my line on a bill that you don't pay for. Amen. So it was never necessary for me to go in with my sisters like that because I never felt the need. So when she went off on me like that for the very first time ever in life, you know, I was just like, girl, you all right? Like, you, want, you, you took your pills today. Like, what is really <laughs> going on? Because it was just unnecessary. Like, I've seen her angry before, whatever, and pulled the big sister card and things like that. That's normally her baseline normal. But when she went above her normal, I was just like, it really just wasn't that deep. <laughs> My husband was just like, hey, you never know. People could be jealous. That's how I always That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, what's the underlying issue? Exactly. And it's funny you said that. I was just like, well, I heard it twice, so maybe he's right. Confirmation. It was just like, you know, I never want to be the one who be like, the whole world's jealous of me but you just be wanting to scratch your head sometimes when things just be completely blown out of proportion and you're just like really it really needed to get that bad is there something else you want to talk about mm -hmm. you know what I mean just be be grown talk about it but you see I think the problem is that they oftentimes people don't even they don't 
they can't even identify what know. their real problem they is. They can't identify what the, what <laughs> the problem is. And that's exactly it. So then they're doing all of this and they don't even realize it. So it goes Girl, back to what the scripture says. Yeah. yeah. You see, because it, it goes down to what the scripture says about like, we don't battle with flesh and blood. Exactly. So I'm, you know, so you guys are sitting there having this problem and it's not even like a, a, um, a situation where it's like Marie versus Marie's right. sister. There's a whole other underlying situation that's going there that you can't even see that she probably doesn't have no realization of, but it just happened to blow up about the picture. And it's funny because the picture is the red herring. It's the red herring. It has nothing to do with nothing. You know what I mean? But the deeper problem is so much more deeper. You know what I mean? It's something that you can't even see or do. It's so crazy. And that's the reason why I think that when like Christ was so like smart with it's like, I'm not even going to engage this conversation. Oh, we're not right. even gonna go there. I'm gonna be very intentional about my 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 um I'm gonna be very intentional about my my comments and how I react to this because I know that it's not your issue with me. Like this is not a real issue. Like this is something spiritual, right. something grander, much, much grander than this. You know? And this like and that's something once again, that's something I'm learning more and more as I get older. Like it's not even worth my response because obviously there's something deeper than this, way deeper than something that I can't even physically see with my own eyes. It may look like it's that person directly, but it really isn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when, and, and even then you can go deeper than jealousy. Like what in you would make you have such a perspective about me that you feel like it was necessary for you to even come at me like that? Mm. You know so, what I mean? Like right. what, what in you is making you feel threatened with this conversation? Right. Especially when there's a calm person talking to you on the other side. <laughs> you know, so it's like, is there something you need to forgive? Did something happen? Did we not correct something? Like right. what is really going on that you feel like you need to come with your claws out rather than just have a sit down? That's good. You see, that's a self-reflection part because if you both finish having the conversation, I think this is what should normally happen anyway where you take the time and you look at your own self and you ask yourself, wait a second, why did I react like that? Like, why is it that I, like, no, for real, like, why do I care about the fact that this picture is up here? Like, for real, because, I mean, the reality is she's been divorced for 10 years. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about in the perspective of, her, of your sister. Like, you know, like, the reality is, okay, my sister and her ex-husband has been divorced for 10 years now. Why is this picture Girl, still up, like, for real? <laughs> Ten years. I don't know. I think she felt like she was doing God a religious service. <laughs> God don't need your favors. <laughs> so she felt like she was holding the old marriage together. So one day, I don't know. Maybe she thought there'd be some reconcile. My yeah, thing is, you attacking me. My ex-husband has been married longer than I have. Right. Let's put that out there. Let's put that out there. Also, now, right. How you plan on bringing this back together? It's since you got the word of the Lord so deep. <laughs> you know, let, let, let's, let's, let's put that out there, right. Okay, <laughs> let's make this very clear because I know there's some religious people talking and hey. they're just like, well, yeah, it is a sin. Well, we have to cover all this right now. She's been divorced for the past <laughs> 10 years. Once again, you heard her say that her husband was the one who asked her for divorce. Okay? And then, what was the other thing? And he's married, she's married been married way longer than I am. Right. Because yeah, because he was married <laughs> it's been what nine years since he's been married? It's been a minute. He's been married for a long time, yeah. 
know? And then the thing is that, like, when you look up the, the, the whole scripture about God not liking divorce, the reason why God, when you really dig into the scripture and really understand, and this is not me making any excuse because I'm divorced. This is not me making an excuse because Carmel is my friend. I mean, Marie is, is my friend, okay? The reason why I'm saying this is because you got to dig deep into the scripture and read it deeper than one, just reading that. You have to look at it throughout the, you have to look at the context of what you're reading. And the thing is this, the reason why God does not like divorce is because he got... I mean, his thing was like, okay, I'm tired of like, uh, because understand the time and the era that it was in. These men would like literally get rid of their wives and these women, it's not like they could work like how we can right now. There was no way for them to take care of themselves. So they would basically right. leave these women destitute. And that's the reason why God was like, I don't like divorce because you're, you're, you're screwing her over when you're doing this. And they put her in a position where she can't even marry because oftentimes they wouldn't even divorce her sometimes, you know, like make it legal. And they would just let, let her sit there in limbo where he would walk away. And then they would have her sitting there and she can't do nothing. So now some other man can't even marry her and take care of her. And it screws mm -hmm. her over. You understand what I'm saying? So she can't, she can't eat. She can't have a house over her head. She can't have anything. Now the God that I know, God is a God, God is a just guy. And if he's saying that he loves me as his daughter, as his child, he's not going to sit there and allow me to do that. And you're talking about these women would have kids, you know, and people were able to just sort like give like um, dismiss their wives for anything. I don't like the way she cooks. They just leave her. <laughs> Facts. I don't, you know, listen, wait, she got that bonnet on her head still. No, I'm good. I don't want that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what, for whatever tiny yeah. reason. And then, but you see, the thing is that these religious people don't take the time out to really and truly dig deep and read the Bible to really understand everything in its fullest context. All you just took was that one, you know, that one piece, that one, that one scripture, and that was it. That's not With how it works. Supporting scripture. Because, you know, the whole thing about religion is that people take a scripture and run yes. it. And there's no actual, you know, exegesis. There's no actual in-depth study of where the heck that scripture came from to begin with. You just take one and run. One and run. And the thing is this, how would you feel if somebody just took a sound bite of one little piece, thing, a piece of thing that you said and they run with it? Oh, it happens every day. You see what I'm saying? And then it's like, okay, I, and then it's like, man, I'm so misunderstood. You said what now? Yeah, especially on the news, right? The news. They take one sentence that you said out of a whole statement which changes the entire statement of what you said, but right. nobody heard it because they only took a piece and ran with it and made a headline with it. And that's what people do with the Bible. How about we don't even have to go all the way to Old Testament? What happened to forgiveness of sin? Ooh. Now, if you really believe I'm walking in adultery, there's no forgiveness for me. Ooh. This is modern times right here. We could still use forgiveness at 2020. Ooh. <laughs> you know? So now that lets me know your perspective of me is that I'm out here living that heathen life because <laughs> I'm an adulteress in a marriage that I had no business being in because I walked away from my first husband. So now I'm getting to know how you really feel. Tell me how you really feel, sis. Tell me how you really oh, feel. Oh, she did. She did, though. She said I ain't taking down that picture. That was her telling you how she really felt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heathen. You know what I mean? So now we're getting deep into your perspective about me now. You know what I'm saying? So then it becomes, you know, I ain't taking that picture down because it ain't my fault you out here living that adulterous life, heathen. 
<laughs> I never told you to leave that man that you assumed that I left in the first place because you highly misinformed. You know what I mean? And then people take the Bible, that one scripture, that one and now scripture. they form an opinion of you that God don't even have. So please <laughs> tell me, please tell me again if you're God's representative. It, 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 it trips me out because the last time I checked, that's what I got the Holy Spirit for, not for you. And it's not to say that you don't go at the council of people and stuff like that, but it's to the right ones and who God leads me to supposed to be to. Like, that's just, that's, that's where I've come to with that. I had somebody tell me a few weeks back, he was so well-intentioned and then misguided, very misguided, but well-intentioned. And he said, he started talking to me about this whole husband thing. And he said a prophet lying to me talking about how I, he believes that me and my ex-husband are going to get back together. And I was just like, oh, that's cute though. Um, listen, <laughs> if it's in God's will for that to happen, so shall it be. However, I didn't get, I didn't hear nothing like that. And that's great for you that you, that that's what you feel and that's what you hear. But unless I get confirmation at this point in time where we're at in life on this, on this side of the, of the timeline, like, right. you know, like you can't be sitting here prophesying something to me that I never heard. I didn't hear that. That's you putting your, once again, you putting your expectation and your designs on me, but that's not, that's not what it is. You understand what I'm saying? Because once again, what God put together, let no man separate. And God did not put me and him together. And did you ever just think that maybe God has his grace and he allows certain things to dissolve? That is true there. Not to mention she used that same scripture on me, girl. <laughs> and that's the point. You know what I mean? You don't know if God put that together. Mm. So who are you to say it shouldn't have been dissolved in the first place? Mm. you know what I mean now you're telling me I need to go back into an abusive relationship because you said not because God said because you said oh, on behalf man. of God and how many girl I don't know how you know many what I mean like what is that I know that I yeah. go back to an abusive relationship would it make you feel better and that's the thing I I know I've known so many people I've seen it in my parents relationship I've seen it in many of my families a lot of my friends I know a lot of people who have stayed in relationships where it is uber abusive i mean like uber abusive okay whether it's he is sitting there you know physically you know well let me not say he because there's some females who do it too where it's in a situation where there's um abuse there's a like oh my god the cheating is like just straight disgusting and ridiculous where there's like you know like there's disease there's, you know, kids outside of wedlock. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. And yet it's just like, well, you know, there is no divorce. Like, you know, God, God doesn't want that. God hates divorce. So you want me to sit here and stay in this Girl, marriage where this man is hitting me upside the head and on top of that, giving me a whole bunch of diseases. Oh, girl, he knocked your tooth out. Like, it's good. Like, you Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the Lord. He's always getting you teeth. for healing. Like, you do it, right? You good. You got that medical insurance? Matter of fact, he's, he's in the Marine Corps. Look, he's in the U. He's in the U.S. military. So you got good enough insurance to get them teeth fixed every oh, single yeah. time come out. So you good. You good. You're, good. <laughs> You're straight. You're all right. the way straight. All the way straight. The devil is a liar. <laughs> we cast that thing down right when 
today. Not today. Oh no, devil. Mm-hmm. But you see how you see how you see how destructive that is though? Like it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. And once again, it goes back to that foolishness. It goes back to that stupid foolishness of people putting their expectations on. Don't put that foolishness on me. Like, stop it. Stop it. You know? Like, people are just then you want to be ridiculous. Victim shaming. That's a whole yes. other How I feel about victim shaming. I mean, this person has already went through, but wait, they're not done because mm-hmm. they got to go through the crucible mm-hmm. of your mouth and your opinions. Come on. You know what I mean? It ain't enough that they got their butt whooped. <laughs> it ain't enough that they was completely disrespected, cheated on, you know, they name scandalized just out, out here. Let, then a lot of them want to leave you with a bunch of kids to figure out how to feed yeah. them. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't enough that they got to go through their own struggle. And with a broken heart, because nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I plan on being divorced today. Oh, man. You know? That's it's facts. Not that they gotta go through all that. But. You gotta mourn your relationship because I'll tell you this: no matter how you know good, I mean? no matter how good a, a marriage was, and people need to understand this: no matter how good a marriage was, or how bad it was, or or not marriage, how good a divorce was, because I had a really good divorce, or how bad a relationship was, whatever, whatever. But the thing is this: like, what it all comes down to is this: it's still a death of something. You know what I mean? It still hurts. You're mourning, you're grieving. Absolutely. It still hurts. No matter, even if you had like the worst relationship ever, like it still comes down to the fact that you were one and now you're, there's, a, there's a tearing and a ripping away of your spirits because you went from being one and now you're literally, your spirits are tearing apart to become two again. Nobody, people don't talk about this, but that's the reality of it. So to hear that you're, you know, to be dealing with all of that and then people coming at you with some foolishness. I had this one lady, I remember I was telling her, this a little lady that I went to church with. And then I didn't, cause you know, I didn't tell anybody that I was divorced for like months. I think there's some people who still don't know that I'm divorced and I've been divorced for a year and a half now. I basically <laughs> kept it to myself. Right. And one of this, this lady that, um, that I was in my church and she was like, like a, like a, like a spiritual mom in a sense. Right. And, um, and I remember I finally had told her a few months later that I was divorced. And the reason why I didn't really want to tell her is because, you know, like she's, man, she was such a strong woman of God, but she was so judgmental and her mouth was so reckless. And I was just remember thinking to myself, like, I can't handle anybody like throwing javelins at me and impaling me with the foolishness. I, just, I can't. Like, I'm barely trying to stay above water with what I'm dealing with. And now I don't need to hear this. But anyway, I went ahead and I told her what was going, you know, that, you know, we were divorced. And I remember she said to me, well, well, if you knew that you were going to get a divorce. <laughs> no, not the voice. <laughs> yes. If you knew that you were going to get a divorce, then why did you go ahead and have another baby? Wow. And I said to her, wait, what? And I'm like, who? And I'm <laughs> Number one, it hurt me so bad when she said it, right? And then number two, I was just like, when I was having my babies with my with my husband, right? When I was having babies, there was never an intention that there was going to be a divorce. No, that's not what she said. Why did you bother on having so many kids? That's what she said to me. Why did you bother wow. having so many kids? And I said, well, when I was having my kids, I wasn't on t- intending on having you know, I, was, I wasn't intended for there to be a divorce because when we were having these kids, 
it was meant to be forever. That was the point. You know what I mean? But I didn't know it was going to happen like this. That's, Girl, you know, and, and it comes, why do I even explain that to you? Foolishness. Foolishness. <laughs> foolishness. Just foolishness. Because you woke up in the morning and was like, I'm going to just have to get I'm all gonna have a divorce out. today. You know what I mean? And I'm going to have all these babies out, get all these babies out the way, you know, use that little, use that little sperm factory. And then I'm going to get my divorce right quick. <laughs> What do people be thinking like, when they open their mouth? Seriously, it's like, who goes into a marriage? Well, I know I wasn't, you know? Going into a marriage, it's like, okay, well, we can always get divorced. Then what was the point of even doing it anyway? Thanks. You know, and then you're talking about you're bringing kids into this world who are going to be deeply affected by your decision of being married to this person and so just later on get a divorce. No. Mm. No. Absolutely not. I don't know, Jesus. I don't know. But we pray for your people because your people got issues. We pray for your people. Your people. Because I haven't figured out (laughs) if they mind yet. Maybe I'm on some crazy stuff. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't claim to, but I try to, I try. And then the thing is that I guess on this end, it's like, instead of like constantly, you know, we can complain. Of course we can complain, but we can also do the godly thing which is to pray for them and to, you know, and for the Lord to open up the eyes of their understanding and, you know, to remove that judgmental and critical spirit, for, you know, to, to be removed out of them because, you know, a lot of people don't realize it. It's like, you, you know, that's the spirit that's behind that. Absolutely. A very malicious, nasty spirit. That's not of God. You're thinking that it's real low key, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? These people come at you like they're your sisters in Christ, your brothers in Christ, and they be like vipers, like yes. pharisaical vipers. No love, no affection for you, nothing. Just, just out to get you and tear you down. So then you start, you start looking crazy because mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, this is my sister in Christ, this is my brother in Christ, but there is no fruit None. <laughs> of this sisterly or brotherly love being manifested. And it's not to say that we always get it right, but because the thing we don't, about right. being family is that you're able to work this out. You're able to come into an agreement. You're able to stand for each other and not stand against each other. You know, like it all takes a conversation. People don't even know how to have conversations no more. Of course not. They know how to have yelling matches. They know mm-hmm. how to talk about you when you're not around, but nobody wants to come and reason together and have a conversation and mend relationships when you're done right like can this conversation end with a mended relationship i had to be asking for santa claus to come to the hood like (laughs) happening like ain't no chimneys in the hood (laughs) not the real bad ones you know what i mean like i had to be asking for like the easter bunny to do jumping jacks or something for an actual relationship to be mended after a conversation is had you have to get to the conversation first right and that's just being it's being able to see but that's good communication though most people are unable to do that and that's an unfortunate thing a lot of people don't know how to do that and then once again like yeah what you're saying it's like this shot and match and this and that but the reality is this we don't have to we don't have to agree you know but i'm gonna tell you what this word says though you know you don't have to condemn me there's a difference between condemnation and conviction right because one thing I really believe is that if I'm wrong, at some point, like, I know the Holy Spirit is going to tell me, like, yo, 
you was wrong, homie. Like, I know, like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, in the midst of it, because of my pride and my ego, you know, like, I will feel justified in what I'm doing. But I tell you this, the Holy Spirit will convict me real quick. As soon as either, if, if, if I'm open enough, I'll hear it at that moment. But if right. my ego and my pride is like so riled up, like I can't even shut up. As once everything calms down, right. and then everything, I'm just sitting here just reviewing the situation in my head. Like I know, like the Holy Spirit that I know and how He talks to me, He'd be like, "Yo, fam, you were wrong." Like point blank, period. You were dead wrong. You need to go fix that. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. He's like, I don't condone that. Like, you ain't getting no points right. for that. Like, it's just you don't get no points. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. go fix that you know and then you got to humble yourself and be like and you see i'm humble enough to be like nah man i was wrong like i I couldn't see it and i couldn't take it at the moment but i was wrong right and that's okay you know what i mean like now i see it and now i'm coming to you with humility like what is wrong with that you know what i mean what is wrong with that pride People man can make mistakes but your ability to be able to say, hey, like, I was, you know, I reflected on that. I did some self-introspection, like, hey, I was wrong. You know what I mean? Let's start over. Let's rebuild. But you got to have forgiveness for that. (laughs) You got to have. You got to be gracious to extend forgiveness and mercy. God forbid you forgive somebody. God forbid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how people act. Like, God forbid somebody actually gets forgiveness, which brings me back to that point. It was just like, okay, had I been out here, you know, living my life, you know, cheating on living my husband, right? Living, <laughs> living my best heathenistic life, you know what I mean? Just hey, out. Say it. You know what I mean? Hey. And then after that, then what? then there's still forgiveness for me. And you clearly can't see that because you're so busy pointing your finger, attacking me. You know what I mean? Okay, let's just say God didn't say you could get a divorce. I, okay, I did. So now what? I'm supposed to live my whole life condemned, scared, right. scared about when I die, terrified that I'm going to end up in hell. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. So I mess up at 20, I live to be 80, and I'm supposed to live my whole life mm-hmm. horrified, petrified that God's going to send me to the lake of fire because I can't get no forgiveness. Based on so-and-so's gospel. Based on so-and-so's gospel. Exactly. Exactly. So then I ask, which heaven are you going to? Because apparently mm. the God you know is extremely unfair to allow me to just get away with all this stuff. (laughs) But you know what it reveals, though? It reveals their view. Exactly. It reveals their view on how God is, you know? And you see, if anything, yeah, yeah, right. It reveals their view on who God is. Right. He's a really horrible person. (laughs) Because Because the reality is this, right? Because I know for me, and maybe this is just the way that my mind worked, but if that's just the way that it was, then I'd be like, then what's the point? 
what's the point of all of this then? No point in now. What a there's really a no point of even trying. Then I really wouldn't try. Then I would really truly be living that my, um, that that version of the world's best life. Exactly. What's the point of restraining yourself in any way? Anyway. Just go out there and do your thing, cause there ain't no hope for you anyway. And right, that is, and that is why religion is so dangerous. Exactly, that is why it's so dangerous. That's why you have whole age groups falling away from church mm-hmm. because religion is so dangerous. You make people feel so freaking dirty, so hopeless. I thought the whole point about God was to give you some hope. Mm. Like you make them feel hopeless, like there ain't no point in them even trying to live a respectable life. You know what I mean? No point. Ain't no point because you're going to be <laughs> on the first boat going to hell to begin with. Yeah. So why even try? Why even bother? Hmm. And that's the difference between the real gospel and that demonic gospel. Because, you know, <laughs> the hmm. other side has a gospel too. Of course it does. Be the anti of everything that the real God is talking mm-hmm. about. Anytime you get that hopeless gospel, that little you can't do right gospel, that hellfire and brimstone gospel, the you know what I mean? Like you just can't be forgiven for anything. The condemnation gospel, it's not the real God. That's it's not it. saying that you can just trip over God and do what you want. And he's, you know, he's like, hey, you good. It's not that, but God has a way of talking to you that makes right. you want to do better. Right. That, makes, that provokes you to want to love better, to want to strive even more. You know, there's a way to talk to somebody. You know, good mentors know that. There's a way to speak life into somebody that makes them want to see the better version of themselves. Mm. And that death gospel don't give you that. Mm-mm, at all. Not at all. Not at all. And that's real, man. That's so, so, so real. Because you see, the thing is that another thing, as I'm, as you were talking about all that, you know what came up to my head also? It's like when you are living up to other people's expectations and you're doing all this stuff, it's like you're, <laughs> it never, it's never enough. Never. It's <laughs> never, it's never enough. I think about like, for example, like my dad, right? Um, my, for years when I was growing up, like I just always was always trying to live up to his expectations, what he wanted for me, what this, right? So for example, a perfect example of it was that like, I remember when I was younger and I had finally decided, okay, I'm going to do good in school. Right. And I remember I did, um, I, I ended up coming home with like a, gosh, I think it was like a 98 average. I was so proud of myself. When I tell I was so super proud. I was so proud of myself. I'm like, man, this is the best I've ever done in school. And I was so, I was mad hype, man. And I went and then my dad came home and I was and then he was just like, what is it? And I gave him my report card. He looked at it and he was like, what, you got a 98? And I was like, I did, you know? And um, I was like, yeah, I got a 98. And I was so proud of myself. And then my father said to me, he looked at me, he was like, what is this? Why didn't you just get a hundred? He was like, don't you know 98 means nothing? That's nothing. And I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, you heard right. 
And, and that was his thing. And it was like, and, 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 you, and then and I'll tell you how that continued on when I got older, right? Because then, um, then when I got older, I remember I got a bachelor's degree. And then my father said, what is that? That's, what is the bachelor's degree? He would always tell me, go to school, go to school, go to school, get your education or whatever, you know? And then I did. So I went and got my bachelor's degree. Oh, that was nothing. I was like, okay. And then I got a second bachelor's degree because I went back to school to get my nursing degree. And he was just like, okay, so he was like, two bachelor's degrees, two bachelor's degree don't need to equal, two bachelor's degree does not equal a master's. So you still got nothing. I was like, oh, okay. I went and got a master's degree. My father was like, well, I mean, that's cool and everything, but a doctor's degree is what you really need, you know? I got the doctor's degree. You know what he said to me when I finally got the doctor's degree? Oh my God. Well, that, you know, that doesn't mean anything unless you're making a certain amount of money, right? And I was like, okay, stop it, stop it. Stop Lord, it. good Lord. <laughs> and he even gave me the certain amount of number about what it should be. And I was just like, yep. And then it was finally at that point, finally, after spending, you know, after having $267,000 in student loans, this expensive mistake that I made sitting here trying to beat my daddy's expectations so I can get a pat on my head, which will never come, you know? And it was, and that's why I got the realization. There was nothing that I will do that, to make this man, like, you know, like I could ever meet his expectations. It's just not going to happen. Give me some sort of props. Throw me a bone. You know, but it's just not going to happen. It's just, it's not. So, and it's like, it's crazy because I'm sitting here living my life to get, seek some type of validation mm-hmm. from this person. It's just not going to happen. Once again, why are you living your life for somebody else? And what it should be is to really live the life that God has for me. And, you know, and you're sitting here trying to live your ex- life, for ex- you know, live your um, life based on somebody's expectation. That's where competition comes up. You know, the jealousy comes up because now you're sitting here trying to, you know, you're trying to run somebody else's race. Oh, there it goes. You're sitting here trying to run somebody else's race. For what? And then when you don't measure up, you get, you know, you feel all defeated, but you were never meant to run that race. You just literally wasted your whole life. This whole whole life. For what? Running another person's race. Hey. Okay. Whole life gone. Trying to get a pat on the back, girl. Come on. And that is why I'm a huge advocate for (laughs) you talk about get your life. All the way. Christ. Get your life in Christ. Because you can be on people's rat race Mm. chasing a piece of cheese (laughs) that's like moldy and rotten by the time you get to it and it'll still never be enough. Because it wasn't meant for you. Tell you, man. And you sitting here doing all that. Not only is the cheese moldy (laughs) and old, and then you realize something. I'm lactose intolerant. I was sitting here chasing something. (laughs) (laughs) You went real deep. (laughs) No, because it's true. I've seen it time and time and time and time again, though. Right? You sitting here competing with somebody and bro, that was never your lane to compete in. That's the whole point of that. So true. Not to mention it wasn't your lane. So you was never really anointed to succeed. In hey, come on. You to make something work that wasn't meant to work. Not for you. 
it wasn't meant to work out for you. You trying to, you know, outshow the Joneses. Like, that's the Joneses lane, though. You'll never outshow a lane that you was not anointed for. And you don't have the grace for it. You don't have the grace for it. You don't have the covering for it. And it's just like, why is this so hard? Because, baby, it was never meant for you. That was not for you. Falling out. (laughs) Wondering why your hair falling out. You done caught some extra wrinkles, gray hairs and whatnot. Steady aging. (laughs) Trying to do something you ain't had no business. Trying to, I've seen people do this, this one right here. You're sitting here buying... You know, you went, okay, well, Millie over here went and got this house. Her and her husband went and bought a house. So now you and your husband, you don't got a pot to piss in. You're sitting here getting all this little money that she probably should be saving something else and went and bought this house. Now you're overextending yourself. I see this crap Overextending the time. Exactly. Overextending yourself to do something that you were never meant to do or you're not even able to do. Or this is not your season, okay? Right. This is not your season to do. And then they're sitting there, you know, they're fine. And you can't even enjoy this thing because, baby, this was not for you. This was not for you. I have a homegirl of mine, right? Another homegirl of mine. She has, um, she, she makes a lot of money, right? She makes a lot of money. And if you're sitting here looking at her and you're trying to, and then I see a lot of people do this, some people that we know, they're always trying to, like, live her life, right? But you make... I can't even say they even make half of her salary. They literally make a quarter of what she makes. Okay. And the thing with her is that, for example, so she has a house, a multifamily house in one state, right? And both of the houses are rented out. So the people who have um, the, the renters, right? The money that they bring in is enough to pay for the mortgage of that particular house, right? And plus on top of that, so she's living, um, she was living in an apartment, this really, really nice apartment in a very nice area in Jersey. That's like right there next to the city, right? Of Manhattan, um, in New York City. And the thing with her, right, is that that other, that other rent that she's getting actually pays for that apartment. So really and truly, despite the fact that she's making this insane amount of money, right? No money's actually leaving her pocket. The only thing that she's pays for on a daily basis is just like her her regular monthly bill is just her car note, her insurance and her utilities. And that's it. So she has friend who's sitting here looking at her like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be just like her. And they went ahead and try to emulate her life, making a quarter of what she makes. And now, like, you can't do nothing trying to have the same wedding that she had sitting here trying to do everything. It's just like. But you can't do that, bro, because what exactly are you trying to do? And like, like just completely overextending herself, making herself sick to try to keep up with this one. And then that's not your lane. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So it's just not a matter. It's, it's, you got this false, like, you got, so that when it comes to expectations, you got people, you got a group of people who send there putting their expectations on other people. And then we have other, another group of people where you're sitting here trying to put false expectations on yourself. Why do that to yourself? For what? try to keep up how's that working out for you (laughs) exactly exactly and it totally speaks to the deficit that's within themselves Mm. because had you been a whole person Mm. (laughs) person trying to find your other half in somebody else's identity you wouldn't be going through these crazy things come on girl come on come on come on 
you got that deficit. You know what I mean? Mm. Trying to to, uh, fill that, you know, that hole within yourself with something you just had no business. None. Who preaching? (laughs) That's good. Well, then, this was a really, 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 really good conversation. I got something out of it. I hope you did, too. Thank you so much, Marie, for joining us on this awesome episode of, you know, um, the adventures and struggles of a believer, being a believer. Um, and I hope that everybody got something out of this. Would you want to go ahead and pray us out? Father, I thank you for mm-hmm. this radio station. Lord, I know that it's just going to bring so much enlightenment to the things that we keep in secret. And we thank you that you're a God who brings things out into the open. And I thank you, God, that even before they hear these podcasts, Lord God, that you would prepare hearts to receive what is being said, Lord God, so perspectives can be changed Mm. and lives can be changed. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. I so appreciate you allowing me to turn or to hijack you and hold you hostage. Hijack. <laughs> to hijack you, you know, hijack <laughs> this conversation and turn it into a podcast conversation. But um, um, yeah, but I, some, somebody will be, but people will be able to benefit from this. But I just thank you everybody who is tuning into this podcast. I thank you so much. Please, 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 please share this with somebody else if you feel like they can benefit from this. Listen to it again because, you know, you know, hearing, hearing, it's just like when you keep listening to something, you'll learn so much that God will reveal something new to you every single time. Um, and also just join us back. Like this is, you know, God, this is something that God has called me to do. And, um, and this, is, this is what it is and there's more to come. But thank you for once again for joining this, um, the real the real adventures and struggles of being a believer. And until next time, bye y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening. Keep binging Netflix style on this season series, the adventures and struggles of being a believer. Don't be stingy, share, like, and subscribe to the created fab podcast. Visit us at createdfab.com.